Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. First time in a long time. The back like I never left. Taking these things as it comes. You know me. I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything. BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, youtube.com slash up next, and twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. Yes, this is week two of Twitch with yeah. us. It's going very well. Make sure you hit that follow button. We are now affiliates. So wow. if you want to subscribe as well, Whatever subscribe. That means. <laughs> you can get some funky emotes. If you want to react with a Gargano V. Almerson chill, wow. you can now. Uh, Twitch.tv forward slash up next. We don't know what any of this means, to be honest, do we? No, we, uh, we've been twitching. I mean, it's a lockdown in Toronto where we live, and we live downtown, and we used to live extravagant, fun lives, and now we're contained within the four walls of our rooms, and we decided, why not game and do more streaming and stuff? Uh, apparently, our audience kind of wants it, so we tried it out, and we realized we're old. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't. We didn't know how to play I'm Star so Wars double play. Out of touch. We tried to kick Call of Duty zombies. We're not good at that. We got better. We got better. We did get better. Yeah. But yeah, it's just I, I hate now how when you go on a game, it just assumes you're going to play online. Right. I want to play with my mates. Yeah. We we, we, we you know we're roomies. and then we're trying to connect the controllers. It's <laughs> what happened to the A's? We well, your controllers are a whole other. You thing. Just plug in a controller and it's it's there. You play. But I uh, feel old. Uh, we, we go on Twitch now and we play 2K. We went live for Monday Night Raw as well. That was a lot of fun. We just played games and watched Raw and hung out with some of our listeners. So, uh, we'll probably do that in the near future as well. But at Up Next Podcast, Twitter, Instagram for all the updates and stuff for our lives. Yeah. Our WWE 2K19 is kind of wild right now. It kind of feels like New Japan with the amount of titles we've got going on right now. Right. We have 
Penta. Yeah, you got me a Penta. As your double champion. I retained. IWGP, World Heavyweight, and Intercontinental yeah, Champion. It's good stuff. Um, Steve Austin, oh, the BDE title hopped about a bunch. Every show it turned. Yeah, uh, who is current champion? Uh, I actually don't remember, but it's somewhere on the I push. held it for a bit, like actual Austin. me, yeah, Davey yeah. P. Oh, yeah, your character, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure who's... I don't remember now. Oh, well. Is it Shingo again? Shingo was the champion. Shingo was the champion. Yeah. Uh, oh, we, it is Shingo. We were battling for the tag team titles. Yeah. Uh, ben Tramer, which is Braden's character. Yeah. And Davey Portman. Yeah. Uh, we're taking on Undisputed Era. Where we weren't good. And we got DQ'd a few I think times. It took it eight times. We, yeah, we, we, but we eventually yeah. became the champs. So yeah, go, go on Twitch. We, we will, uh, be playing a bunch of that, um, over the next few weeks. But uh, we will still be doing like our shows and stuff because we, we can stream both YouTube and the Twitch. So feel absolutely. free. If you're more a YouTube person, yeah. we are still doing YouTube for our watchlongs and our, uh, post shows. So, uh, it's available for both of you. Basically, we want to kind of spread as far as we can go. So yeah. We're doing Twitch and YouTube for these. So go uh, follow all that stuff. Um, and we did a Batman show. That was that was a free show. We we did it on YouTube and Twitch as well. We did. Uh, that was a show that was highly requested from a lot of our listeners. We came up with the free Batman reviews where we review all the Batman movies. And technically, Mask of Phantasm was in theaters. It was. Yeah. So we reviewed it and we had an awesome time. So that's free on this feed that came out last week. Um, that was a lot of fun, but we also did like the video version on Twitch. We did. And we're staying in kind of the bat universe, um, oh, this week. God. We just recorded our show with our number one world champion patron, Eric Marcotte, the, the MMA master for post wrestling. Yeah. Um, that'll be coming out later in the week where we're talking all about Catwoman. <sighs> yes. The 2004 Catwoman starring Halle Berry. Your favorite movie ever. Oh, it was fantastic. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to you guys hearing that review. It's something else. Um, and we also have another best match ever yeah. coming out this week where we'll be joined by Benno. We're going from Halle Berry in leather to Samoa Joe with blonde hair. Yes. We're going all over the place. Benno from BWE and Grapple Spotlight is going to be joining us. We ask uh, friends of the post-wrestling universe uh, that we have here to kind of come on for a show we call Best Match Ever. And Benno came to us with the, his choice of Samoa Joe title run in Ring of Honor. So we're looking at all these classic Samoa Joe ROH title matches. And we have a whole list. Benno hooked us up with a list. We're going to watch them. And we're going to talk about which one is the best from Ring of Honor. I'm really looking forward to doing a show with Benno. I've been listening to him a bunch over the years. And it's it's kind of cool to finally do a show with him. So really looking forward to that one. And then next week, we're getting into December already. It's almost the end of this godforsaken year. Well, I... The love for Christmas. Oh, oh no, yeah. no, 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 I don't no. think you have get any no. more mad than hearing Mariah, Mariah. Carey. Yeah. I was having a really good day yesterday. I think I was grocery shopping and I'm in the store and I, I don't know, I heard some Rob Thomas or something. I was having a good day. Right. And then I hear a Christmas song and I, and I smiled and I'm like, oh, I guess it's like Christmas time coming up a week till December. But then I realized like we're still in this like quote unquote pandemic crazy world we live in i don't want to hear happy songs about building snowmen and and being happy with my friends and family because i can't do that yeah yeah at, so, at least so 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't feel uh, good. I felt I, bad. Now. I already had my first delivery from Santa. This okay. Year. From Santa? Yeah, I ordered some ramen the other day. Okay. And my Uber Eats driver oh. was happened to be called Santa. He dropped off my food on a bike. Um, oh. Yeah. Did he have a red hat? Beard? No, but I did uh, a few years ago back home have a couple of dates with a, a girl called Named Santa. Santa. Named Santa from Lithuania. And her first date. She showed up in a white top with a red jacket. It's like you got to be kidding oh, me! Oh no, you got to be kidding me! Wow. Um, so a, yeah, gimmick. Santa's around. It's Christmas season. Next, it might not be your usual Christmas holiday season, yeah. but we are going to try our best to be optimistic and festive. And we have a bunch of shows planned for next month. Shows like our regular schedule was next. We have reviews from the six. We're calling it now. We're doing a throwback to ECW December to Dismember from 2006. We're doing a best match ever of Starcade. All the best matches from Starcade. Yeah. That's coming up next month. December stacked. We're going to be reviewing Christmas horror films such as Krampus and Black Christmas. And we're going to put a little hold on our Batman reviews next month. They will be coming back in January. But because you, you want to hear us talk about Catwoman, I feel like that's the main event. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I, I don't think anything's ever broken me as much as watching this fucking. Yeah, movie. you struggled. Yeah. You really struggled. It's the basketball scene. But we will be doing uh, another secret Christmas review in place of Batman next oh. month, which will drop on Christmas Day. Uh, schedule will be posted very shortly. So have a look. If it looks like some of your fancy. Sign up. North American tier, $5 gets you access to every show we just mentioned and all the past shows, everything in our catalog. Patreon.com slash up next is where you can find us. And if you're crazy like Eric Marcotte and want to be a world champ, you get all a bunch of bonuses. In fact, maybe a Christmas gift this holiday season. And you can be joining us for a show of up yours like Eric is doing with Catwoman. And you can pick something, torture us or pick something you like. It doesn't matter anything you want. We'll review it with you and have a blast. But we're, we're, we're forgetting something. What's that? It's it's kind of important. And uh, I've been meaning to talk about it. Oh yeah. We did a show last week. Not sure if you're familiar. We, we did it live on YouTube and Twitch, right? Cause we needed an audience. Oh, oh, okay. Here we go. So, patreon.com slash up next. The MP3 is available. The download of the podcast is available, I should say. The video no longer. Because we had our up next Survivor Series Draft 2. And here we are talking about Twitch and our BDE Championship on WWE 2K when the real title was on the line last Thursday night. And what some would say... Because people actually tweeted us these things. Some would say it was the best built storytelling in all of wrestling this year. It was. Someone even said they were, they've never looked forward to a podcast more than this one before. Since Punk on Cabana. Yeah, that's what someone messaged us. <laughs> Thank you, Scrump. You're ridiculous. So many people were ready for this showdown. We had to figure out who the undisputed BDE championship was. And well, ladies and gentlemen, it's me. It is indeed. It's yeah. me. I, I'm the last one now who needs to win one of these goddamn games. You, We had Wei Ting, Andrew Thompson, and John Ceno Evil all join us. We had Wei, who was the, the winner last year. Yeah. And, you know, clearly he's the weak link of post-wrestling because he lost fair and square. I beat the dogs out of him. It's over. But I think the main story is who... 
was the biggest loser of 2020? Was it Donald J. Trump? Right. Or was it Andrew Thompson? Andrew Thompson. Oh. Andrew, lovely guy, <sighs> cannot take defeat well hey, at I, all. I, I got a trivia question. Uh, name everyone in the Survivor Series 1999 <laughs> card. Everyone who wrestled. That was his questions. And I still beat you. I still beat everyone. He thought, Andrew Thompson thought, because he was our SummerSlam, greatest SummerSlam ever games champion. This is why we had, we had colluded, convoluted championships. Andrew Thompson thought he was going back to back, but I sunned him like Adonis. And you see, Wei Ting, you thought you were going to bring the ether, but here at Up Next, we take over. And that's what the Bray D did. And I am champion. Team Lucha Libre reign supreme. And well, I'm the champ. The champ is here. And I feel good about it. You feel good about it? Yeah. But you don't win anything for winning Survivor Series. Not no. like the Rumble. You're right. You're right. So, but you've got momentum. The big mo, yeah. as they say. Yeah, yeah. You get the Keith Lee push. So I'm training. I'm I'm hitting the the gym, aka I'm waiting for my weights to arrive from Amazon. Yeah. Oh, they're still coming. A month right? ago. Um. Yeah, because I've got to gear up for the Rumble because I want that slot at WrestleMania, and we'll have more on our next game, the Rumble, very, very soon. I am a but defending. We champ. might be opening the doors a little wider. Huh. Um, I hear the Rumble is a, a big field. I mean, the Rumble is a 30-man Rumble. It is. <sighs> but more on that to come yes. in future times. But as of now, I'll celebrate. I'll keep the night, the title nice and shined up for everyone. I'll, I'll sleep with it in my bed every night with, <laughs> with nothing else on like champions do. Uh, but yeah, thanks for everyone for joining us on the, on the Twitch and the YouTube for the live audience, because that was another thing. They said I, I cheated, you know, classic wrestling. Oh, the booker gets the title, but we, we had an audience. You, you, they You on fair and square I this did. time. Yeah. There was no funny business. I think it was very down the middle. Baby face fair. victory, baby yeah. face victory. Um, because men lie, women lie numbers don't but patreon.com slash up next the show is up you can listen to the show and you you tell me was it fair was it fair waiting just doesn't know enough about Dolph Ziggler trivia uh, I mean that's the trick <laughs> if you ever go against waiting in trivia pick anything I'd say from 2010 onwards and yeah he won't have a clue you yeah. know the years when he's actually been doing these podcasts and watching everything um just don't ever ask him a question about Shawn Michaels' nights because <laughs> he knows about those guys. I will say, I will say, like, like we started the Patreon and you were you were the one who wanted to come up with all these games, and I was like, I don't know, it seems like a waste of time, and I feel like everyone thinks that, and then you play, and now we thought like I won the title fair and square. What happens when a champion wins a feud? Like he moves on. Andrew, Way, John, Sino, all want, they're not done. They're mad. They need now. another show. They you, need another show. You are a great booker, my <laughs> friend, because you've created this, this crazy storytelling. Uh, it's fantastic. I'm just happy I won. That's it. I just feel good. One day. I I'm waiting for WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah. It's my re redemption story. Wow. Imagine I'm like Kodra Bushi going into Wrestle Kingdom where I, I need to redeem myself. You better win the Rumble. I better win the Rumble. Yeah. You I've better. Got to, it's going to be tough. Tough competition in that. Oh. And Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's the post-wrestling like news guy and everyone just <laughs> shitting on Frank him. Frank in the Twitch stream has said that um, that 
every show this week on post, someone's oh. been like dunking on. Damn! Wow. What? Dunk like Shaq? What, what is Dunk it? Dunk like Shaq, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait for Catwoman, Catwoman for that one. review this week. Okay, so, um, well, there's NXT to talk about, but obviously we do love the AE dubs here as well. Uh, Thursdays as well as the show we do Up Nextra, where we compare NXT and AEW, but then we run through AEW Dynamite. We're super excited for it next week with the Winter is Coming. Is that next week? Yeah, it's next week. Oh, very excited for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I, uh, am super stoked for Kenny Omega versus John Moxley. I know we're the NXT guys, but yeah, we, we do like the other show as well. Um, and sometimes even more shocking, right? Um, any, anything we, we didn't watch AEW. We, we do a spoiler free when we record this show and go live, but I know you're pretty excited for, I'm, I'm always excited for Kenny Omega, but you're, you're pretty high up on Moxley versus Kenny kind of story. I, I think so. I think this year, um, John Moxley is one of the, best baby faces we've had in wrestling for so so long on like a main event level uh i i wouldn't say he's my favorite wrestler i wouldn't say he's my wrestler of the year but i think john moxley has been such a great baby face champion and it's so refreshing because i can't think of anyone who's been like that for so long you you get the underdog story and they have their moment and then they face kane in the next pay-per-view and then lose it to someone bigger right you know um but I can't think of a champion like Mox for so, so He's long. He's booked really well. His promo last week, um, like the We're the Good Guys promo. Yeah. One of my favorite promos of the year. And with this turn of Kenny's character as well, um, it, next week is going to be a, a huge, huge show. And uh, I love my NXT, but I, I'm slightly gutted have to do this show next week. Um, because I, I'm super excited. Me too. Uh, I, I don't really say it much on, on this show because we're an NXT based show, but like Kenny Omega is probably my favorite wrestler to watch ever. He's every match he has is killer. And the fact that he's going up, I, I just feel like giving him the strap maybe goes in a whole different direction. And the meta character he's got going on is just fantastic. And his damn theme song won't leave my head. I'm a, I'm a, obsessed with listening. Last, last Wednesday night, we recorded NXT. We then we we watched A and W. Then we watched some other wrestling. We were up really late, and then for some reason uh, we smoked some sativa, and we both were just super hyper. And I just started lifting weights while listening to Battle Cry, maybe four <laughs> times in a row until I got really tired and then passed out. It was one of the weirdest nights I've ever had. Yeah, I was. <laughs> neither of us have ever touched. <laughs> the white powder right yeah. um honestly yeah yeah um i've had listeners be like you must it's like no, no. oh yeah i know i get that uh, a lot. i thought maybe i had by accident last week because we didn't get to sleep till like 8 a.m and then i had work a couple of hours later one of my last shifts ever <laughs> yeah uh yeah it was it was a strange <laughs> night strange morning i just remember the battle cry theme song is stuck in my head and uh I, that's why i just started it's a good song <laughs> just doing that <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm super excited for AW, but we'll tra- chat all about Dynamite on Up Next as well. Um, and then um, there's something I'm kind of interested in covering. Um, we, we haven't really decided if we're going to do it or not, but in some capacity, I do want to check out uh, Triple Mania because mm. we are two nerdy dudes who love wrestling like superheroes and shit. It's not only Kenny Omega wrestling at Triple Mania, but they're also introducing like the Marvel character. So Marvel, like actual Marvel, has signed a deal with Triple A. To bring characters and wrestlers together. That's so cool. That sounds really like it could be really shit, (laughs) but I think it could be really good. 
I th- I think Lucha Libre especially is how you're going to make that work. Like, I, I think when you see Lucha Libre or you watch like an Osprey or a Ricochet, they they wrestle like superheroes, right? Yeah. So why not dress them up as Spider-Man and stuff? Like, it should be really fun. Um, yeah, I'm kind of interested. I think it's Kenny versus uh, Laredo Kid as the t- the he's still the champion, Kenny. So yeah. uh, interesting. But one way or another, we're gonna cover Triple Mania, whether it's kind of its own show or tacked onto something else. We're gonna be watching it. Um, I've never seen Triple Mania. I've oh, seen okay. highlights and stuff, but yeah. I've never watched the whole thing. So got to figure out how to watch it as well. Wasn't it last year that Kane Velasquez showed up? I think usually so, yeah. it's in the summer. So yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, very interesting. I, I'm I'm super excited to watch that. Uh, because mostly because my team was Lucha Libre, and now I just love Lucha Libre. You're all about it. Yeah, it's your favorite. I, I love Penta. Penta's my favorite wrestler this year as well. He's he's killing it over on the other show. And then we have this show. We're just we're so negative on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we so negative on this show? Yeah, we. We had a, a message and thank you. Like we, we never kind of know how many of us are with us for like a long time or how many are new listeners. And someone questioned if we even like the show. And that's a legitimate question if you're a new listener. Cause I feel we have been pretty down on NXT recently. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, I think we, we might be a little down on it tonight, but just want to make clear we love NXT. Like we are your NXT friends. Yeah. Friends. Friends. And, uh, but we're honest, right? We we give the, it the way we see it. And if we're not enjoying it so much, we're not going to... Hey, we're not being paid by WWE. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're going to give our opinions. and We got that cease and assist that one time, we but we're not paid by them. We're not paid by them. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're always going to be your NXT friends. Yeah. And even though sometimes the product's not as hot for us, it's... it WWE, wrestling in general, has peaks and troughs, right? It goes well, up, it goes down. Unfortunately, we're in a bit of a lull. Um, so I apologize if we come across negative at all, but we're, we're going to give, give it how we see it. I mean, uh, we're going to be talking about Boa and Zia Lee. So I don't know how bad, <laughs> I don't know if, how bad this episode really is. Um, <laughs> one last thing before we kind of jump in. I forgot because me and you, we, we stayed up the other night and we, uh, we watched the new episode of The Mandalorian and no spoilers for anyone. But then me and you went <laughs> got in like not an argument because I wouldn't say it's an argument because I don't know which side I am on. But we got into fan theories about The Mandalorian. And I don't know if you saw this. Well, I know you did. But yeah, you showed me three <laughs> different fan theories about Mace Windu. <laughs> Guys, Mace Windu. Is a lie. It's it's Braden moved on from Sting to Mace Windu. Mace Windu's just showing up in everything. No, I don't think Mace Windu's alive. I just think he's going to show up in the Obi Wan as flashbacks. Right. Okay. I think that's what's going. Right. But there's theories out there now that are saying he's coming back. I don't like. I don't. I don't think he's alive. And I can't remember if we said it on this show or one of our Patreon shows. But for those of you that are kind of missing our Mandalorian yeah. reviews this year, we have been watching it. We are following it. Um, if you want to know our opinions, tweet us, whatever. Yeah. We'd love to talk to you about it. But we will kind of do a show this year that's going to cover the whole season in one rather than do the weekly episodes we did last year because uh, we record a lot of shows. and We do. We, even though we're in downtime and have a lot of – in lockdown and have a lot of downtime, uh, it's still nice to just – not record every day of the week. <laughs> it's also nice to watch The Mandalorian and not have to... And like, just enjoy it. Yeah, just, just take, it, take in. it in. So 
we will be doing a show eventually when the season comes to an end, and we can. Well, lo- I can't wait for your fan theories. Hit me up at the Brady. Oh, we, we love conspiracy <laughs> theories and fan theories. And so everything. you think Mace Windu's alive? Sure, absolutely. Mace Windu's alive. Um, <laughs> Sting's coming back. Uh, all of that. Just before we go into the show, one final plug. Um, just as NXT started, we did just drop on our Patreon for free the latest episode of Shot in the Dark with John Ceno Evil, where he's covering uh, AEW Dark, NXT UK, 205 Live, MLW, you name it, he covers it. And oh boy, I feel sorry for the guy this week. Yeah. AEW Dark, two hours, 45 minutes long. That's like almost That's, like a Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. That's longer than majority of the WWE pay-per-views this year. Wow. That's fucked. Yeah. For their YouTube show. Come on. Come on. They figure it's in the dark. No one's seeing it. So you don't need to watch it, guys. Just listen to John Cena. You don't even need to subscribe. Patreon.com forward slash up next. And you can just hit that download button. Yes. John Cena watching all the stuff we don't watch. But if you want to hear notes and cherry pick what he, he points out, go listen to that. And it's free. As well as his other show, Zombie Pod. I know spooky season's over, but he put out a nice Thanksgiving scares giving type episode. So shout out John Cena for everything he does for us and all that stuff. And now we can talk about the show. Let's do it. Now we can talk about NXT from Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Wow, we're almost in December and I forget every day. We start off the show with a video package for War Games and it's reminding us that William Regal did not come out at the end of the episode, but as we suspected last week, they did a dot-com exclusive where he comes out and he says it. Uh, we got a lot of tweets I mean, this has this. been a bad year, but that's maybe one of the worst things that's happened all year. I think so. Not having Regal yeah. for War Games on TV. On TV. Come on. You mean I had to find it we somewhere else? We had to else? find it on the So internet. they put it here. They yeah. showed it here, but they, they acted like he did it last mm. week. Did you see the TikTok thing he... I did, yeah. <laughs> War Games. I love all the War Games memes, by the way. I've been oh, getting yeah, a lot so of those. Love week. them. Love them. Love resharing them. Um, a video package for War Games, and it's telling the tale of Undisputed Era and the uh, the Knights of Pat McAfee. And we start off with Kevin Owens, who is replacing Wade Barrett tonight. They're, they told us last week, but Kevin Owens replacing Wade for commentary just tonight. He sat next to Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix is somewhere else. No stand-in for Beth, though. That's no. Sasha Banks-looking person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Owens is in his, a suit jacket, like a blazer, but his old NXT tape shirt nice touch yeah and, his first nxt shirt and a yellow tie so he's he, he knows you're looking it. fresh yeah now ko yeah so uh you always gotta wear a tie when doing commentary oh for sure yeah we start off our show though with a women's match ember moon versus candace loray who comes out with indy hartwell and right away ember is fired up again uh, at candace going after her right before the bell rings and candace is like whoa whoa calm it down calm down um we have Indy who's kind of like trying to pretend like she's going to do something to Ember, but Ember ain't buying it. Um, when we get into the match, there is a bunch of strikes in. There's a, a back suplex into like a side effect from Ember Moon early on for a two count. Candice goes for some sort of tope after Indy was kind of distracting, but Ember scouts her and then drops her face first onto the announce table. In the ring, she hits a beautiful fallaway slam, and then there's rights and lefts from Candice. There's roll-ups. There's kicks to the head. Um, Vic Joseph asks Kevin Owens about his thoughts on the Gargano way. And uh, Kevin Owens is just like, yeah, I don't know. 
Shall we talk about Kevin Owens here or <laughs> maybe a, a little bit? Later, yeah, yeah, maybe a bit more. Okay. But he's kind of like, I don't know. Why are you asking me? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I don't care. It's weird. <laughs> what do you think Kevin Owens wanted to say here? He probably said, oh, it's a waste of talent. Johnny Gargano is fantastic. And why is he doing this stupid gimmick? Is what I <laughs> is what it sounded like Kevin Owens was thinking. <laughs> I, that's why I asked you. Okay. Ember Moon um, in the ring catches a kick from Candice LeRae and then make, turns it into like a capture, like overhead Taz suplex type move. This was brilliant. It's like we, we've talked about how we're not really into this character Ember Moon has, but the wrestling is clearly here. This move looked crazy. Um, and then... The, uh, Candace gets out of it though, kicks out of it, and then Ember and her going back and forth. Ember does this like kick to the head while calling Candace a hussy. There's then a baseball slide during picture in picture that looked pretty nasty, but when we come back, uh, Candace somehow gets the Gargano escape on Ember Moon, who then gets out of that with different submissions and transitions, and then there's, there's an attempt of Ember to set up Candace for the eclipse, but Indy gets involved here. It seems like Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez are at the the top of the entranceway here. The light shines on. Indy ends up eating the eclipse from Ember, Ember Moon, just killing her with it. But Candice, with the the like distraction, ties up Ember and then does the stomp, the wicked stepsister, and Candice pins Ember. Oh my goodness! Before we kind of go into after what happens, what did you think of this match? Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I, I think that this is a pretty cold feud, uh, Ember and Candice, and obviously it's gearing up for war games. Um, I think there's a, a, I feel like there's a really good singles match somewhere between these two, both very solid wrestlers. Um, this match just kind of felt there for me. It wasn't bad, um, but it was kind of just setting up for the angle at the end. Um, but I, I think these two could have a killer match down the line one day. There was some cool moves in here, but Absolutely. yeah, it felt like it was just like a little tease of what we could get yeah. out of like a takeover match between these two or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they will be tying it up eventually, as we'll kind of learn because mm-hmm. war games and such. But I, I, I thought some of the wrestling in this was great. Candice is one of my favorites. And Ember Moon, I, I'm not a fan of the promo work and the character right now. She still, she came back to NXT to, to work on something and like, it, it needs to be that, but the wrestling is definitely wrestling's there. fine. Yeah, wrestling's she, has, great. she has some really cool looking moves. There was an awesome uh, baseball slide from Candice as well, which just sent Ember crashing into the side. Which I thought baseball slides are normally a pretty kind of mundane move, but this one looked pretty violent. Yeah, I liked it. Both both are great. After the match, Dakota and Raquel Gonzalez come down and they're beating down on Ember Moon. So not only is it Candice, I mean Indy's beat up from the Eclipse, but they're all the numbers game beating down on Ember. When Tony Storm, her music hits, she comes down to the ring for the save, but turns on Ember Moon, throwing her into the steel steps, beating the hell out of her. Oh my goodness. Yeah. What is going? She beats the hell out of Ember Moon, throws her in the ring. All the, all the others just pile on her, beat her up. And it's, it's Tony standing tall with, with Candace, with Dakota and with Raquel. Yeah, I was a fan of this. Um, I feel uh, Tony has needed a bit of a change. She's she's someone who's floated around WWE for, it feels like a few years now, but kind of been lost in NXT UK purgatory and then finally moved to NXT and then COVID hit, so she wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, I think a character change is a good thing for her. 
again, you're, you're taking someone who naturally seems like a baby face and turning it. But this one I, I'm kind of for because Tony had reached a level for me and I'm interested to see her maybe work more of a aggressive side and have a bit of a image change and stuff. Right. Uh, I think I was, I was moaning about her last week for feeling a bit like she pretends to be a punk rock mm. like person, <laughs> punk rocker. Yeah. Whereas now I think with the character change, maybe it, it could feel a bit more authentic. Okay. So yeah, I'm not against this turn. It, it made me like go, Oh, okay. That's I didn't see different. it coming. Yeah. I didn't either. see that coming at all. Uh, but I guess she kind of told us because when they come back from a commercial after that happened, uh, we have Tony out there with like Candace and, and she's like, Hey, uh, I, I told you, or was this a little bit later? I think maybe, but it was later on in the night. I, yeah. I'll, I'll just mention it now then because it's Candace, Mackenzie Mitchell trying to get a word in with Kansas, Candace, who's with Dakota and Raquel. And Tony steps in and, and kind of, it's Candace basically being like, you guys in? You guys are in? You guys are in? Oh, okay. You guys are in. Well, here's my team. Like acting as if she didn't just pull it all together. Yeah. But Tony says what I was saying is, I told you I was going to be the new Tony Storm. And I think I even made fun of her for saying it. I'm like, the new Tony Storm. Well, what's new about you? Mm. Well, she answered that question by turning heel. So yes. yeah, we get and, that. And, uh, and also kind of justified because we were, pointing out the other week that ember was a bit of a dick towards tony before that match wasn't she yeah she, she was, was underestimating yeah, her and, yeah, and yeah. playing slightly heelish with it so it does kind of make sense um so yeah i'm a fan of this so tony storms a heel and she's joining it, it's answering that question indy hartwell's got a neck brace on so she ain't going to be wrestling in the war games match no is the answer to everyone's question um if in case you were wondering we come back and there is Legato del Fantasma. It's a video package where they're all hanging out somewhere in their, in their lounge. Mm-hmm. They got cigars. They got rocks glasses. The brown is flowing and they're talking about how Santos is untouchable and this rain that he's had with the cruiserweight championship. And they start running down all the guys he's beaten and he's, it's, it's added up. They've mentioned, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Uh, who else is he? Ashanti the Ash- Adonis. Yeah, they make fun of Ashanti. Like, who is this guy? Uh, they mention Jake Atlas. They mention that Swerve got beaten so badly, he had to go become a talk show host. He ain't even wrestling because I beat him so bad. Uh, then they mention that the next challenger is Kurt Stallion. Yeah, he won a a, a match on 205 Live, number right. one contenders, I think a five-way. So Kurt Stallion gets an opportunity to face... Santos for the Cruiserweight title. Yeah, I I liked some of the content of this. I didn't particularly like the delivery. I liked how they were saying um, about how they've taken the title from the side show and put it on the main show, as in taking it from 205 and finally made this title somewhat relevant. Um, I thought that was quite a cool line because they're not wrong. You know, and I like I like my heels in wrestling to actually have some logic and you're like, yeah, you're, you're right. You're being a dick, but you're right. I I felt it felt very um, like student movie-esque. Like when they'd all say the words at the same time, it felt very rehearsed with mm-hmm. the lines. And I think it's cool. I love the them chilling in their suits in the lounge. I don't think it needed that cinematic kind of sheen to it. Okay. And would have rather these guys just celebrating in a lounge, you know? 
Sure. Um, it just felt a bit too rehearsed for me. It felt like you wanted to see them hanging out and chilling, drinking, smoking cigars, but like it just seemed like it was too not them. It's like now it's Joaquin's line, yeah. and now it's Raul's line, right? And now we all speak together. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of liked the idea of it, but it wasn't. It lost the cool factor. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I know they're trying to do, and they they should be cool. Look at them; they look badass, yeah, they and he's the they're... champion. He seems like the champion, though. I have a problem with the character. I think he's great, Escobar, but he seems like the character that is the champion, but we keep forgetting about him. So he keeps trying to remind him, us about him, but it's like, yeah, we keep forgetting about you because, like, you're cool, but... He needs another big feud, I think. I, yeah. The Drake Maverick stuff was fantastic, I thought, with the whole turn, winning the tournament, and then being aligned with Raul and Joaquin. Yeah. I thought that was fantastic. And the Swerve feud was pretty good, and I think it deserved that takeover slot. Now it's, oh, Kurt Stallion, who we've never seen on NXT wins yeah, a number one contenders that's not that match. Cool. I want something a bit more personal to, to elevate this title a bit more. Maybe uh, Kurt Stallion should... If Kurt Stallion wants to win next week, he's got to put... He's got to load his headband. Yeah. Oh, that's what he should yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. That's how, stupid headband. <laughs> uh, we have an insert video from a clip of the Pat McAfee show who says uh, he's not showing up on NXT because it's... Uh, it's Thanksgiving, and uh, it's just not happening. Sorry. Um, and happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners. But he says, uh, sorry, not showing up. Don't care. But Pete Dunne will, will kill you in the, in the main event tonight, which is the ladder match we'll get to. But Undisputed Era, come out to the ring. All in those matching hoodies again. Hoodie season. They come out. Adam Cole, well, they all have mics, but Adam Cole starts off. We are not dead. Are you kidding me? Pat? We've heard this over and over again. Everyone thinks they can take us out and do what we've done, but you haven't done it and you won't. And I wish I could say this to your face, but you're a coward. You won't even show your face here. We made War Games famous in NXT. Kyle grabs a mic and says, wasn't it fun when I got to, to, to beat you up last week? That was the most fun I had all year, says Adam Cole. Roddy, <laughs> Roddy jumps in here and says, yeah, it was real fun when I got to beat up that bonehead Oni Lorcan. <laughs> Roddy is still exactly the same character as when He's not you were heels. Yeah. <laughs> and you're a, you're a baby face now, but okay. <laughs> it's so funny. There's something really endearing about it. Yeah. Um, but bonehead. It's the fact that this is a grown man. Who talks like he's... I hope he doesn't talk like A 15-year-old. He's a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. He's a dad. So he doesn't want to swear. His kid's watching. True. So he's got to call, call someone a bonehead. Bonehead. Yeah, bring it back. Bonehead. It did make me chuckle. Yeah, big pop. Um, I just... <laughs> I wrote in my notes, Roddy Derpy Derpy. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's not funny. <laughs> The chat is saying, well, yeah, he's telling dad jokes because yeah. he's a dad. Yeah. Sorry, Roddy. We're not, we're not trying to be mean. Um, they mention that Pete Dunn, like, is, is an asshole. <laughs> and the fact that he doesn't, he doesn't know who he's facing tonight because one of the er members of Undisputed Era are going to face him in the ladder match. But Kyle O'Reilly steps in again and says, you all saw Halloween Havoc. The way they took me out, I need to fight Pete. I need to fight Pete Dunn tonight. And then Bobby Fish chimes in and says, yeah, beat that, beat that limey. <laughs> They're on fire with this promo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Angle, angry Kyle O'Reilly is someone you should be scared about, says Adam Cole. And it's angry Kyle O'Reilly, what you're going to get. We're taking you to war. And after war games, you'll never be the same. And that is undisputed. Would you have announced this match beforehand? Would you have just announced last week that it's going to be Kyle and Dunn to promote? Because there wasn't much big promoted. And I think Kyle's stock has elevated yeah. a lot since the Finn match. I like the fact that this is elevating Kyle in that like side story that like he's the guy who wants to fight. He's the number two now. Where Bobby's like, please don't be me, please yeah. don't be me. Roddy's like, not me again. I wrestle all the time. Why don't you guys do it for a change? So, yeah, uh, it's fine. I, I like the, pr- I didn't actually care for this promo. It's kind of, it's kind of just repeating everything we've, there wasn't much progression of the story. We know the match already. And then yeah. this was just to get, Kyle announced for the match later. I'm pretty sure they said they're undefeated in War Games Advantage ladder, <laughs> ladder matches. I'm pretty sure last no one year gives was, a fuck. <laughs> pretty sure last year was the first one they did the ladder match. No one cares. Why don't you be undefeated in, in War, War Games? games. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make sense no. why you were why they're claiming that. It's strange. So Kyle versus Pete later tonight. Um, Dakota. This is where that Dakota Kai thing came in, and Tony Storm is acting all tough. Um, we have a, a shot of these these young and upcoming kids, trainer, like trainees in the WWPC, including Austin Gray and a few other of Thatcher Thatchcan's students, they say. And they're all hanging out somewhere because they're excited to watch a match that's coming up later of their teacher, Timothy Thatcher. So it's just a bunch of these guys watching TV later. Um... <laughs> There's Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae who have their Christmas commercial, this holiday WWE shop commercial. Out of all the people, they're making Johnny and Candice yeah. do it. Um, usually it's like, what, like Santino? R-Truth. Midian. Midian. <laughs> he would. He would do it. He would make a good one. Open your eyes to these deals. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae uh, mention... Buying all these T-shirts, Johnny says, look, you can get a Triple H t- sweater, uh, but I've always been more of a Sean guy. He says, there's the power couple and all these things. There's an Eat My Tank shirt, which, hey, remember when you run over her tank? And then they laugh. And then Johnny, at the end of this commercial, takes off his his Santa beard and goes, guys, it was me the whole time. And Candace didn't know. And she's like, yeah, okay. This guy should sure. be, this guy should be the main event of like Monday Night Raw in epic storylines and matches, but it's sad. He's doing this yeah, on NXT. It's disappointing. Okay. Uh, Thatcher comes out. Well, he's already in the ring, but he's got a match against Kushida. Timothy Thatcher versus Kushida. Uh, we're all, wrestling fans are already salivating at this because it's like two like submission experts, I'd say wrestlers. Uh, but before the match can start, we have Champa who comes out. With a chair, and then he just sits it down on it, and he wants to watch this match. He's not watching it on TV with the students. He's going to get a front row seat. So Thatcher and Kushida, they're going back and forth because they're obviously evenly matched with different like strikes and submission holds. Thatcher finally gets the best of them with a belly-to-belly. Kushida, though, fights out of a few submission hold attempts and locks in the Muda lock, which looks awesome. Um, Thatcher eventually gets out of that. Kushida hits his cartwheel into the drop kick. We go to commercial break. When we come back, it's Thatcher with an 
European uppercut to Kushida and then like an anaconda vice type submission hold here with uh, like the silence. It looked like it. It looked like Dexter Loomis's move. Uh, but Kushida eventually gets out of it. Uh, Kushida start, starts to hit, go for the hoverboard lock, but then Thatcher counters out of that and tries to lock in his own. And I, I know I gripe on, uh, Vic Joseph. Right. But like, he doesn't know any of the moves. He goes, oh, he's locked in at his own. Sub-. I'm like, do you not know any of like this whole show tonight? Well, he he did he did call Kushida's the hovbar. Yeah, yeah. But then when um, sorry, not Loomis Thatcher yeah. applied the Kimura, he was like, oh, and he's got him in a submission. There were so many times tonight where I'm like, Vic, it's, this is the name of the move. Like, how do you not just ask them before you? Yeah. Do, like it's been a while now. There's no, there's literally no excuse now. You've been on TV for a while. Uh, if we all at home watch and know the name of the move. Doesn't it suck when Vic is like, and he hits him with what a move. He got him in that <laughs> move. He doesn't even say that. Oh, it's a great. So Vic Joseph, uh, uh, I, I have written down. I was clearly really upset with that. I'm sorry, Vic. I still like you. Uh, cross arm bar, arm bar as Kushida gets out of the hoverboard and locks in his own submission. Then there's an ankle lock. Uh, Kushida goes for his Zack Sabre Jr. type pin, but then that's countered into another choke. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. The, like the bridge trapping the legs. That's how we, cool. yeah, he's won a few matches with that a, a few times. Um, so then there's like choke holds and then they were fighting on the outside in front of Champa. And this is where, Thatcher's supposed to run at Kushida, but he moves out of the way, and then Thatcher runs into the ring post. I feel like Kushida ran out of the shot, and then Thatcher just decided to continue with it. Yeah, it was strange, because it it was meant to be a bit of a distraction from Champa as well, but it kind of looked like just the timing was slightly off, and it kind of looked like he turned into it the wrong way than you should to sell the bump. It did did look a little awkward, but... And then he's bleeding. But then he clearly just headbutted this post. So I was like, wait, did you actually headbutt the pole? It looked bad and he was busted over. Yeah, I was like, there's no reason for you to be bleeding from that spot. It was not not great. Uh, So Kushida uh, now takes advantage of Thatcher in the ring and hits... uh, Sorry, outside of it, hits an arm breaker like right in front of Champa, rolls him in, but Thatcher still has some fight in him, hits him with a butterfly suplex, and then while Champa is watching and Thatcher is in control of Kushida, Champa gets up and throws his chair away, distracting Thatcher, which then Kushida locks in again the hoverboard lock. This is heavy. Timothy Thatcher taps out and Kushida wins the match. Uh, yeah. What'd you think? Um, I, I really enjoyed the match, actually. I loved the whole sequence where they were just going from submission to submission each time they're kind of the way they were able to escape allowed them to grab a different limb to apply for a different hold i thought that was great um i uh, i like some of the strike exchanges too uh found the finish weak with the distraction and it was a distraction because a guy stood up he stood up um i found that really weak he stood um, up i think again i feel there's a better match between these two down the line but I enjoyed it. It was yeah. it was a solid technical wrestling match. Yeah, I, this, I enjoyed it. This was for the technical wrestling fans for sure. I, I enjoyed some of the the crazy back and forth, like exchanging submission holds and and the strikes. They both got similar move sets. They got like he's got the European uppercuts Thatcher does, but then Kushida's got like his baseball punch kind of thing. There's there's all sorts of match evenly matched moves. Uh, good match, but I feel like there's definitely something down the line. Mm. Uh, and Champa kind of like has a smirk on his face as if like, yeah, 
I I showed you. I got you. Yeah, well, he gets into the into the camera yeah. after and says, maybe he has a problem with me now. So because uh, commentary was saying about how Thatcher's like, no, I don't have a problem. I don't want to fight him. Like, well, I want you to have a problem with me with with Champa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that match I'm looking forward to. I think that will be killer. I assume that's up War Games. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll get into what else gets added there. We have a video of Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley, a recap of their title match last week where Io Shirai retained. Awesome match. Um, Ripley says that she was so hurt she couldn't stand, but so was Io. Uh, Io has clips here that she wouldn't quit. She has to win. She wants to win. Uh, Rhea says her arm is still feeling kind of numb from last week. And that it's because I couldn't stand up is why I got beat, but I got beat. And then they have a cut of visit Mr. Dr. Jeff Westerfield, I think. Wester oh, something. Yeah. yeah, he's great. Dr. Jeff, he's uh he's like, yeah, uh Those these women are <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> they got hurt. They got hurt back. They got hurt, man. They got hurt. Uh and it ends with Rhea saying, I don't I don't like Io Shirai, but damn it do I respect her. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say damn it, but it reminded me of Ron Burgundy and Vince Vaughn. Uh, so Rhea will be out here to talk later tonight. She's got to say something. Uh, Pete Dunn is backstage and he's, uh, hyped up for his ladder match tonight. Pete Dunn, in all of his expression, says, Finn, <laughs> Finn was out for two months. That's very impressive, Kyle O'Reilly. But if it was me in there, he'd be out for two years. The bottom line is we can do anything these boys do and better. So these Pat Pack boys are are here for some serious business. But speaking of serious business, not only is Kevin Owens on commentary tonight, he has brought the KO show. Oh, yeah. So he's got a logo, he's got boards printed out, and he's got chairs for his talk show, the Kevin Owens Show, with North American champion Leon Ruff. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, let's... <laughs> you don't look excited to talk I, about that. I actually quite... I never really liked these segments, these talk show segments. Okay. But I did like the idea of it when it was promoted. Um because I'm, I am genuinely interested to hear a bit more from Leon Ruff because he's someone who we basically saw in squash matches um, and now is North American champion. So I was quite looking forward to actually hearing a bit from him and try and get a bit more of his personality out. Um, and then the segment happened. So you'd rather watch The Waiting Room from Britt Baker? Absolutely. All three <laughs> hours of it. <laughs> On Dark. <laughs> yeah. So the KO show and Leon Ruff. Leon Ruff comes out with the North American title looking fly. A nice white shirt, and uh, he's excited to be here with Kevin Owens. He can't believe he can't believe that he's in the ring with this guy, with Kevin Owens. He's like, "Whoa, I'm a big fan." Yeah, he's playing a mark, isn't he? Yeah, he, he's playing just this this kid. He's kid. like, "Oh my god, it's Kevin Owens." Yeah, and Kevin Owens is like, "Hey, don't be nervous. It's all cool. I saw your story, Leon, and well, it's." It's like what I, I, I fight to be and fight to strive for and support. Like, similar story to me. You know, you're fighting to get, to get to the WWE, to get to NXT. And, and, uh, then he shows a clip of Leon Ruff winning the title, but it's when the title, like, drops down his, to his feet, yeah. to the floor. And 
Ruff is like, hey, man, like, you're making fun of me. Like, what do you what do you mean? What are you doing here? And Owens is like, no, no, no. It's like the same thing happened to me when I won my title in NXT. <laughs> Obviously <Yeah>. not. <laughs> so, yeah, I was quite spelt then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, people told me I-, I have to give up, says Ruff. People told me I, I-, I have to just give up my dream. It's not going to happen. But anything is possible. And Kevin Owens is kind of like, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, all right. He's like playing it weird. And Ruff is like, yeah, anything is possible. So KO checks him and says, look, you need to, you need to be a little different. You need to say it with some oomph. You need, you need conviction. Anyone watching right now sees the weakness and they will exploit you, Leon. And he's like, all right, all right. So he starts to get more hype, more hype. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 Prove to people I'm North American champion. I beat Johnny Gargano not once, but I beat Johnny Gargano twice. And Kevin Owens says, oh, oh, no. Well, I don't know if you know how things go, but anytime you say someone's name on the Kevin Owens show, they usually come out here. And that means oh, he's he's probably coming out here and I don't know. He's probably back out the backstage yelling at someone to play your music. All right. Three, two, one. And then he's waiting. He's waiting. And then Johnny Gargano's music hits. He's like, ah, I was, I was a little off there, but I knew he was coming. I knew he was coming. And out comes Johnny Gargano, who says, what is this? A prank show? Is Ashton Kutcher waiting to, to jump out here? And Kevin Owens says, yeah, great reference. A really dated reference. Um, and yeah, he didn't get that reference because he's a child. Referring to Leon Ruff. That was a really good line. Um, but as Johnny Gargano's here, Kevin Owens asks someone else for another chair. So he brings in a chair for Johnny Gargano, who gets really upset, picks up this chair, and throws it out of the ring. And it's not just like a steel chair. It's like an office it's, chair. It's the, yeah, it's like the ring announcer's chair. Yeah, yeah. Big so comfy office chair. As he throws that one, which, you know, these things are expensive. They could break, and it did. Um, Kevin Owens asks for another chair and brings in a third chair again, a, a fourth chair, really. Uh, and Gargano's like, no, I just told you I don't want another stupid chair. And Kevin says, oh, this isn't for you. I have a hunch. And Johnny turns to Ruff and says, the only reason you're champion is because of that arrow shooting idiot, Damian Priest. Owens cuts him off and says, come on, Johnny. I just said the rule. <sighs> Three, two, one. Huh. Huh. Still. Oh, okay. Maybe things are different in NXT. Okay. And then Damien Priest music hits and he goes, ah, see, see, ah, ah. I don't know why I bring these, these stupid chairs because Priest does not want a chair from Kevin Owens. He says, I'm, I'm cool, bro. Thank you. And Gargano shoves rough. Uh, Priest calls Johnny Sir Chokes a lot. He says, I never received a rematch. So rough. Why don't you defend? that title like you said you would against the both of us and Kevin Owens says I wish NXT had a Teddy Long yeah yeah we don't have a Teddy Long here do we who could set up a triple threat match and then William Regal's music hits he goes oh we do and Regal says war games (laughs) Leon Ruff versus Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest triple threat match at war games Playa. <laughs> and then walks off. And then this leaves all three, all the guys in the ring kind of like, oh, and, and Owens is happy about it. This segment was really strange. Um, there were some things I quite 
liked about it, yeah. but execution wasn't great, I didn't think. I thought uh, Kevin Owens, this whole show, seemed like he was just phoning it in a little. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens on the mic as well. And when he's done kind of guest commentary spots on Raw or SmackDown or whatever, he's been fantastic. His commentary tonight put me to sleep at times. It felt very unenergetic. And I think maybe part is because when he's doing commentary on Raw or SmackDown, it's it's part of a feud. So he'll be doing it and he'll make it be making wisecracks about his opponent who he's watching in a match or whatever. Whereas here it, it just seemed really un under energized. I quite liked the him trying to get out something from Leon Ruff. It it almost felt like remember that Austin podcast with Dean Ambrose? When Austin's like just looking at him and he's like come on man like why are you so laid back like i need to get more out of you yeah it sort of felt like that and i quite liked that and i liked how they were making fun of the tropes right even even william regal coming out at the end he was playing up his william regal he was doing his war games announcement yeah yeah but which normally he do when there's this big fight and everything whereas here it's like oh it's my cue to come out i quite enjoyed that but Something just wasn't hitting, and a lot of the jokes weren't quite landing for me. And at strange. times it felt very, very awkward. Yeah, I felt like he was... I feel like that was the sense of humor he's going for, and I get the sense of humor. Just like, through... I didn't mind this thing, because it was kind of meta to see the, like, tropes of wrestling played out. Because I said last week, like, okay, well, we obviously this is going towards a triple threat match. When Leon Ruff said last week, I want to fight them both, well, well, then he's probably fighting them both. So we already, you could, they, they could have just announced this match on Twitter and we'd be like, oh, this, this match is happening because we already know. So instead of doing this other played out thing, they did a played out thing making fun of a played out thing. It, it was all, yeah, it was yeah. all a sketch. <laughs> yeah, right? it was a comedy sketch. Um, but didn't part of you just want to see KO just powerbomb? Yeah. Leon Ruff on yeah, the yeah, yeah. And, and be and, like, and, he's back, and he's like, I'm yeah. going for all of you. Okay, I was waiting for that. It, That's why I was... It was uh, like watching that Undertaker segment at Survivor Series, when you're just going, and cue the Fiend, and, and the Fiend. And... What's happening? Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, it didn't happen. Oh, he's okay. gone. All right. Um, huh. He's gone. He's Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone. Um, weird, weird segment, and I, I felt actually started to drag my energy levels down a bit in this show. I, I thought this was funny. I like the tropes, but I can see like parts parts of him on commentary were a little weird. It was a little weird taste, like a, a dry sense of humor kind of thing. But uh, it was interesting because you wouldn't see this like normally. I think also because Vic isn't as strong as like a obviously a Moro or yeah. even a Nigel who would who would play off of their counterpart a bit more and obviously then you've got beth who sat at home in her pajamas calling commentary as well <laughs> um it on commentary just kevin owens didn't really have that good rapport with vic either it it was odd and it it's not often that i don't like stuff kevin owens does just do what i do blame vic joseph okay yeah it's vic's fault yeah uh no i i understand i, I it was weird it was definitely weird. They don't usually do this in wrestling, but maybe there's a, a room for that Kevin Owens character. Like maybe he's trying some things out or something. I don't, I don't know. But yeah, the whole time I'm like, come on, do it, turn him, beat the because hell out of him. Because he's just doing nothing. Yeah, right what are you now? doing? He's been this. He's been this character. Come for down, a while come down it's... here, fight for the U.S. title, the North American title. Be like, yeah, I didn't win this title yet. Boom, yeah. storyline. 
great. And you have like all these fresh match Gargano versus Gargano Owens, Owens Priest, Priest Owens. Owens. There you go. There's a Roth whole Owens, yeah, yeah, like what? That. Yeah, it's very strange. I, I I thought I thought that was what was happening. And the only reason I kind of didn't dig this as much is because it didn't go my way. I'm just being a sour fan, but I still like some of the comedy aspects. But yeah, it was a little hit and miss in the same segment. It was weird. Yeah. Um, but Leon Ruff, Gargano, Priest, triple threat match at Takeover. Yeah, I, I'm intrigued by it. I, I really want to see how Leon Ruff gets on in this match. Like, that's huge for him. Yeah. And, and good for him, because he was one of those guys that was just doing everything thrown at him at the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, so, like, really good for him. Uh, yeah, it, it's one I'm kind of curious for at TakeOver. So, uh, we go to our next segment, which is another video where it's... As you enter the battle, what's the best part of war? Crushing your enemies. It's Shotzi Blackheart, who is still in the shop working on her new tank, we can suspect. It's got the, got a blowtorch. She's blowtorching TCB, taking care of business. And she says, uh, driven before you. And we hear the war games, Black Sabbath playing and commentary as the video ends off like who's who's blackheart gonna find for her team so we're not quite sure yet considering uh the other team just lost a member yeah. yeah considering so we'll find out um but we go to our next match cameron grimes versus jake atlas we didn't get to hear Jake's uh, entrance music. Lit theme. <laughs> that theme is lit. It's good. There's no battle cry. It's not, but yeah. it's it's catchy. Cameron Grimes and Jake Atlas. Atlas early on hits a series of these like Lucha Libre style arm drags where you like run the ropes and jump the ropes. Darby Allen does the one like high angle one really often and very yeah. similar. Um, looks great. And he does another one like out of the corner here. Uh, Grimes puts an end to this. This is like a nonstop action match here because Grimes just hits him with a German suplex. Go for a two count. There's then a series of strikes and then there's a German suplex from Jake Atlas early on, payback in, in form and then a forearm. But then Grimes hits him with a Superman forearm. There's the collision course and then he yells to the moon. And hits him with the cave-in off the, when Jake runs back from the ropes. Cameron Grimes pins Jake Atlas. And as he's celebrating in the corner, putting his hat on, he leans into the corner and it's Dexter Loomis. And it scares the hat off of Cameron Grimes, who then runs away and is laughing. But then dexter like points to something and then the, all the video screens start playing this video of cameron grimes who's really scared but then it's like clips of the halloween horror match and then it's like clips of him drawing some sort of caricature of of grimes uh i, I don't know what was going on here for a what was this a two-minute match i thought it was pretty cool what they were doing um just i I'm not enjoying this Cameron Grimes Dexter Loomis feud at all. Um, I think Cameron Grimes unfortunately uh, made the mistake of being really good at playing a comedy character because I feel it's what they've pigeonholed him into now, and I think he's so so much better than that. Yeah, Kevin Owens on commentary was kind of bigging him up, like, "Oh, I've fought this guy in the Indies before. Yeah. Like, he's good." Uh, dissed his hat though. 
yeah. made fun of his hat. Uh, Vic Joseph says he likes his hat. Yes. Yeah. Keep Makes sense. Yeah, Vic Joseph. Yeah, uh, this match didn't really do nothing for me, and I mean, it had some cool stuff. It was fr- it had it had for, some for like two minutes seconds or it whatever was it was. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was all right, but it was the after thing. Sorry, it wasn't the match. It was the like after thing where I'm like, I gotta watch you fight again. Yeah, yeah, that that's the problem. Um, so Dexter has a bag with him while Cameron Grimes is like scouring away, and Dexter reveals in the bag is a strap. Mm. Yeah, remember? Because his last strap match was so good. It was the best strap match. And, well, he's got the strap, and he says, You want to be in a strap match with Cameron Grimes? No way, says Grimes as he walks off. But when we come back from commercial, Grimes is backstage with William Regal, and he's like, Hey, Cameron Grimes, you're going to be in the strap match. You are. I like the way Dexter thinks. And, uh, Mr. Regal, I respect you, but I ain't getting strapped up to that guy. And he goes, you will. At TakeOver. A strap match. Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis. Mr. Regal, why do you hate me so much? Eh, it's just your personality, says William Regal. And they fade to black. I think this might be the least interested I've been in a match at a TakeOver ever. TakeOver match. Um, yeah, I, I didn't enjoy the Roderick Strong Dexter Loomis strap match and Roddy is one of the best. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of Cameron Grimes acting scared and a lot of comedy and not so much interesting wrestling. I I could do with this not on the takeover personally. It's very weird because your takeover is your like five card wrestling match. Like it's the wrestling fans. It's simple. Mm. Five match. They've done it. I think they've broken it since. The five card They've rule. done six a couple of times. Right. But yeah, it, they've always kept it pretty much five. Considering a War Games match is going minimum like 40. 40. Con- with there's two of those. Stuff, yeah. yeah, with entrances, it's going like longer, like more than that. So the fact that, okay, we're, you're, we're not getting a NXT title match on the no. show is what we're, we, we're thinking. But the fact that this is one of the matches. This We're not getting a women's... This will be like seven minutes. It'll be a lot of Cameron Grimes trying to avoid um, Loomis and then probably the silence. And that's it. The silence. silence. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not too into this feud. Uh, I think Cameron Grimes is much better than what he's being given right now. He will win the match. I hope so. I mean, he won very decisively here, which was actually a surprise. Yeah, there was no like no tomfoolery. Screwy- finish or anything just yeah. cave in beat jake atlas clean so cameron grimes dexter loomis strap match i don't know if they'll have a better i mean a strap match is different than the the, the, the dog collar the dog collar which cody rhodes and Brody lee had on dynamite uh, maybe a month or so back that was pretty lit so it's gonna be a tough one the strap match isn't as cool no it's not you can break your wrist i guess <sighs> it's not so you see them whip each other break your wrist <laughs> It's not, that's not that, like... It's not breaking your neck, is yeah, it? Yeah, breaking my wrist every week. <laughs> we go Rhea Ripley, who's in the ring. She's got something to say. Everyone's been asking me, friends, family, other superstars, what's happening with Rhea Ripley? Well, you have a right reason to. The hug with the with, with Io Shirai after the match? That was just respect. I... I have nothing but respect for Io Shirai. We respect each other, but that was not a send-off party at 
all. I still have my eyes on the women's, and she's interrupted. And it's Candice LeRae who comes out on the ramp with Tony Storm. Tony's already looking way meaner. They're black leather pants. She's mean. She, she Candace says, you talk, 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 Rhea Ripley, but you can't walk, walk, walk. You can't back it up. I, on the other hand, I can do the walk, walk, walk. And out comes Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. But Raquel has a beaten up Io Shirai on her shoulders. They lay conscious. Just laser out. Yeah. She's just asleep now. And she's like, whoa. So they all leave Io laid out there, go to the ring. Rhea tries her best to fight off all of them. She's smart. She's trying to take them all out in one-on-one. But the numbers game add up. They beat the hell out of Rhea Ripley. They lay her out. And Team Candice is looking hella strong for war games. But Rhea Ripley basically <laughs> basically doing – we. We had the Kevin Owens thing that's like paint by numbers wrestling. So let's try to do like the, like this weird meta thing. Here is literally paint by numbers. Oh, Rhea Ripley says, "Me and Io, we respect each other. We have a respect thing. Yeah, respect." And then Candice beats the hell out of the both of them. Hmm. Wonder what they're gonna do. They're joining Team yeah, Shotzi. It seems like we've got our teams now. So it's yeah, uh, Shotzi, Rhea, Io, and sorry, who's the fourth? So it's shots. Oh, but do we not have a fourth? We've got we've got a fourth, haven't we? I don't. Oh, Ember Moon. Ember Moon, your favorite. My favorite. Ember yeah. Moon. Yeah. So um, we do have four. Yes, we've got four against Tony, Raquel, Dakota, and Candice. Wow, should be a good match. Yeah, that I'm sounds pretty good. It. Like EO is the champion; she shouldn't have to go through all this stuff. But like I said, I want to see EO in this because it's EO, so she'll make the match great. She'll do a moonsault, so it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Rhea. It's going to be Shotzi doing something nuts in this one, I think. Double moon. Double moon. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Shotzi Blackheart leading this team versus Candice's team. That sounds pretty good. Um, we'll, we'll see Candice a little bit more afterwards. But are you ready for the main event of the evening? Let's do Let's it. Let's talk about the thing we are all waiting to talk about. We have a video. This is fucked up. It's Zia Lee and Boa, who both look like they haven't slept since last Wednesday. They're in the back of a car being driven to a secret remote location. It's shot like a horror movie here, like very dark, dark scale here. Again, like they got makeup on their faces, like to look like they haven't slept. And they're kind of scary looking, Boa and Zaya here. They're in the back of a car being driven here. I'm already laughing my, my head off here. And we see this green light near this building with a, with like a garage door thing, factory garage door. And the man, the master is there. He opens the thing and the car drives in. And then we see Zaylee and Boa. They go, Shifu, master. We're sorry. We're sorry. We see like there's candles all over the place lit up. There's the dragon art. And they're just absolutely terrified. This is all subtitled. Yeah, as well. yeah. They're all speaking in a in different language. Yeah, so yeah. we don't know what they're saying. So it's subtitled here. And they say, please forgive us. And it turns and we see a hooded figure, someone in a hood sitting down on some sort of throne. And Zia Lee and, and Bo are pleading for their lives here. I'm getting real taken vibes. <laughs> they go, 
we're, we're sorry. Please forgive us. We really tried. We will win. Give us one more chance. We will win. It's time. So, yeah. I actually thought this was fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. I thought both Boa and Zia Lee's performances were great here. Um, I think it helps using their own language. But I bought it. Like, I could see this in a in a low-budget film, you know, and right. buy these actors. Okay. Uh, I think Zia Lee especially has been really good in this. The story's ridiculous, but I'm I'm into it. It now seems like this, uh, the woman um, who is controlling everything might have some sort of magic powers as well. I oh, got, no. I got some kind of witchy vibes from her, but <sighs> I was actually really impressed with Boa and Zia Lee this week. Um, when you compare it to the other kind of cinematic segment earlier with Legado del Fantasma, where I just said it felt like they're reading lines. Right. They threw themselves into this. I was very impressed. This was really weird, and it just continues the strange story of the Xylee Boa thing. But we had last week when Regal goes to his house, and he's like, where's Zaya? And he's like, yo, I don't know, but I'm shook, man. Regal should have, as a boss of your employees, should have known to do something then and there. But he didn't, and now they've been maybe, you know, kidnapped or on, on not in their own will, driven to this place and like having to meet this 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 new master, not just the the master, but the the, the actual master, the old man that we saw recently, like has now marked both of them on the hand. Uh, <laughs> we see this this woman in the hood. We see, she's got like these nails, and she says, you know, it's time. Is it Karen Q? There's there's people saying it might be her, it might not be her. I assume. We get a reveal of some sorts at TakeOver next week or... Yeah, I just want to know where it goes. Like, I, I'm enjoying it, but to me it always has to end up working with wrestling. And how how are the two going to marry together? Because I'm loving the story, I'm loving the performances, but how do we then translate that into the ring afterwards? But so far, it, it is legit like the highlight it's of like a movie for me every week these it's yeah it's like this little movie that you get a little scene every week for and i've been really enjoying it um it's definitely been one of the better things they've been doing and again just shows you there are things you can do with performers that don't speak english subtitles they've been around a few years yeah. why are they not utilized more in wrestling uh nxt have been pretty good with it with the likes of eo yeah um and these guys, but I was listening to uh, the latest Bruce Pritchard show recently, and they were going on about um, Aja Kong and was just saying, well, you can't, she can't communicate with the fans. So um, that's why we never like did any much with her. I'm like, are you what? fuck off? Like yeah, she's so like colorful, big over the top. Yeah. And there's something called subtitles you can use, you know? Um, I wow. don't know why they usually have such a problem with non-English speaking characters, but I think they're doing a pretty good job here. This feels like it's some, some weird movie where you see people, you know, having to do, I, I, obviously like with the, like the Chinese heritage here and the old man, like, and the, the scene with the candles and the light up, like, mm. I'm trying to think of any movie that, like, I know that it would symbol in what, what they're trying to, to, to go for, but I can't, it's, I, like I mentioned, like Taken, and I think I mentioned obviously Big Trouble in Little China, but like there's 
they're taking some something from something to do this, and it's like, I'm trying to still figure I it out. I kind of want the next thing to be yeah. seeing them in some kind of dojo, <laughs> okay. like, like training, <laughs> right. like bare knuckle, like oh training, training with Raw sticks, underground. all this kind of thing. Like <laughs> Batman Begins. Think yeah, that, like yeah. the League of Shadows. Taking Liam Neeson, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that kind of thing. And yeah. then when you get them back into matches, they're now these killers. Okay. And just wipe people out. Okay, right so well, away. well, you also said that it might be magic. So I don't want the magic. I want that. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely not both. <laughs> it's going to be both. It's going to be both. <laughs> just going to be magic. The dragon magic. I'm kind of cool with this now. Uh, this, this story is ridiculous. And the fact that it's still the most interesting thing on NXT, in my opinion, oh, yeah. is amazing and beyond me. So yeah, uh, are we turning the, the tide on this story? We make fun I, of it a I've lot. I've always been <laughs> Team Zaya with this. Uh, the chat. Just need to know how Aaliyah's getting into okay, it. Okay, well. I mean, that's what the chat is saying that it's not Karen Q and that it's Aaliyah. It's all a swerve. It's not Robert Stone. It's is, just Aaliyah. Is Shifu gonna pull off a mask like Mission Impossible when it's Robert Stone? <laughs> it's me, Austin. It's me, Zaya. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm assuming it's Karen Q. Uh, considering. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So, well, then they can be like a faction, a tag team, Zaya Lee and Karen Q and Boa can be their manager, but wrestle and. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I need to see them step it up with the new... Yeah, I thought this was a good step. We've now new, finally seen this mystery figure. The League of Dragons. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Can't wait to see the the next visual we get from... Who sent these videos in? Like, <laughs> Did she send this in? She filmed them while in the back of a car. It's all wild. It's all wild. I can't wait to see where this goes. And hope it ends, like, or at least starts up at War Games. Like, I hope we get some sort of something at the pay-per-view, I, I feel. We have Ever-Rise, everyone's favorite tag team. They are in the ring. They're about to wrestle a match. But they are instantly attacked from behind by some familiar yet unfamiliar faces. The Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, remember these guys? James Drake... And Zach Gibson, Liverpool's number one. He's fantastic on the mic. I forgot how much I liked yeah. him talking. Uh, they hit Ever-Eyes with their Ticket to Mayhem. Code breaker type move, Ticket to Ride. And Zach Gibson grabs the mic and says, Yeah, you forgot about us, didn't you? And says that they're here to take over the tag team division. They're, they're tired of being looked over and forgotten. Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, because it took me a second to go, wait, what? Were they here? They just came into NXT. They yeah. just finished up in NXT UK and were starting to feud in NXT. Wasn't it with, Im- it was with Imperium, I think? I okay. might be wrong there, but it, I think it was when Imperium were tag champs, just before COVID hit. And then obviously yeah, that happened, but I am so glad these guys are back. I think the the tag division really needs a a shot in the arm. Yeah, and I think these two just being like fresher faces who both can wrestle pretty good, and it's but the Zach Gibson promo is the is the selling point for me that we can actually really heat up some tag matches now. These guys are a great tag team. I've, we've watched a bunch of their matches a few years ago and yeah, they're, they're fantastic. So I'm very looking forward to seeing more of, of these guys. I think it's definitely what this division needs. The tag team division has been nothing. It's been lackluster. Yeah. For sure. So it, after war games, I think the, the, the division needs to go more in this direction. 
See No Evil just corrected. They were fighting Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. That's right. Yeah, of course. When, it, when everything happened and obviously three of them had to go back home. So. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah they, this was a pleasant surprise tonight. I was really happy to see these guys back. So, uh, and he, uh, he's a good talker. Zach Gibson. Oh, he's fantastic. So, so yeah. good. He's like one of the best. He's ones one of those there. people that can just make a feud. One promo and you're like, okay, I'm ready for yeah. this. It's weird. They don't let people do that no. in this company. Yeah. In AEW. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah. They let Eddie Kingston run his mouth and then it goes into a world title pay-per-view yeah. match that everyone wants to see. This guy could do the same thing. Absolutely. He won the, did he win tournament one year? Yeah. He won. Uh, he won the yeah, second he, one. I think. Yeah. He won the second one. I, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Um, and his moves, his moves are cool. I just don't understand how you already hit someone with a code breaker. It hurts. But when the other guy lifts the other guy up in the wheelbarrow. I guess you're falling a bit higher. Yeah, but then the guy lands on his feet almost first. Like he's at the same height or maybe lower. I'm like, all right. Well, it still looks cool though. Well, that's so. Matt Martell's fault, isn't it? Is it Matt Martell? The guy taking it. Taking it? <laughs> uh, something Parker. Yeah. Ever I, I learned their names a few weeks ago, I swear. Chase Parker, Matt Martell. Yeah. yeah. The legends. So, Grizzled Young Vets, more to see, more to come on NXT. Candice LeRae is outside in the parking lot. And Mackenzie Mitchell's trying to get a word in. And she's like, hey, do you want to, like, explain anything, what was going on earlier? Explain? Explain? Huh. Yeah. Io Shirai, Rhea Ripley, you're stupid if you join Team Shotzi. Because if you do... I'll run you over just like I ran over Shotzi's tank. I run over everyone. Johnny shows up and he's like, hey, honey, I got the car all started up. Let's get out of here. You see Indy Hartwell is in a neck brace, like I mentioned. And they're like, whoa, we got to take her somewhere, medical facility or hospital. And Candace is like, okay, and takes Indy and they get in the car. Indy gets in the back seat. Candace gets in the uh, front seat. And Johnny, before getting in the car to drive away, says, Candace is going to win. We're all going to win. I'm going to win back my North American title back. And he always says he's got some tricks up his sleeve. And as he gets in the car, closes the door, the camera pans. Indy Hartwell, who's sitting in the back seat, is not alone in the back seat because she is sitting next to Ghostface. Yeah. With a seatbelt. With a seatbelt. Well, safety first. Buckle up. Absolutely, yeah. Buckle up, Teddy. Um, we kind of thought there were two. Um, yeah. Our money's still on Austin Theory. Uh, so they've gone back to Ghostface. It's almost December. Still doing Halloween stuff. Um, yeah. Would have liked him maybe in a Santa Claus mask or something instead. <laughs> or what's Thanksgiving? A turkey mask. Yeah. Um, Gobbledygooker. But yeah, I which kind of maybe makes me think, unless they reveal it next week. Yeah. Kind of makes me think Johnny's going to win the title back. Because like the reveal of who it is helping him. and Yeah. Um, so you're saying it's not going to happen until after War Games? I think it happens at War Games. It happens at War Games. Yeah, yeah that probably makes that sense. That Ghostface helps him win. Yeah, yeah, and it's Austin Theory. Yes. I think it's that's Austin who, Theory. That's who makes sense. We haven't seen him for since the Johnny match. I don't this guy's know. just him hanging out in this costume the whole time? I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we revealed it was Indy, but like we said, if you're a fan of Scream, you know there's always there's two. There's always two. There's always two. Always two. Always. Maybe not in Scream 5. Scream 3. Three only has one, right? Yeah, yeah. Scream, Scream three. one has two. Scream two has two. Scream four has two. Yeah, pretty sure Scream three isn't that like the the long lost brother or something ridiculous? <sighs> oh yeah, it's out there. Scream three is bad. Yeah. So Ghostface still hanging out, 
in the back of the car. I like, I do love the shot of this, this guy like looking out the window with yeah. his seatbelt seat on. <laughs> Buckle up. Buckle up. It is time for the actual main event of the evening. Kyle O'Reilly, cool Kyle versus Pete Dunn in a ladder match. And the winners of this match, the winner of this match gets war games advantage for their team at takeover. So Kyle attacks Pete Dunn right away. He is still hot and heated that Pete attacked him weeks and weeks ago. Uh, and they go to commercial pretty on early in this match, which I actually kind of annoys me. I know, you know, I always think that once a match starts, you should never go to commercial. If you're going to treat something like it's a sport, then you would never break away like during the plays. Like there's, there's reasons there's breaks yeah, and stuff. It's, but, and I complain and I get, and I know people will be like, well, that's how they, they I get it. I get it. And it's fine. I lived with it. But this episode, it, it just seems like recently NXT is jammed with commercials. I, I think, I think just one for the final match is, it's because we got two in this, and that's where it feels a bit, ugh, you just lose the momentum yeah. of the match. Um, I think if you could space them out a bit more and just have one commercial, uh, it would be better for me. I'd, I'd much prefer that. But it's, <laughs> hey, that's how they make the money. It's commercials, right? So it's frustrating. Because this match has two commercial breaks in it. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, well, like, come on. And it wasn't a long match. Like, the match started, like, quarter two, not even, maybe past. So it's like, yeah, what are we doing? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, when we come back from commercial break, is, uh, on the outside and they're brawling and there's crazy strikes from both guys. Both guys are pretty heavy hitters here. This is a match you want to see like a singles match of not, not, maybe not a ladder match, but like this could headline a show in the future for sure. Oh, for sure. Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunn. Uh, there's a super kick on the outside and then Kyle slingshots him, or I think, sorry, it's, uh, Dunn who slingshots him into the, the plastic there. Uh, the wall, as KO calls it. He doesn't know what to call it. Neither do I. Kyle O'Reilly is climbing the ladder after doing that, that slingshot thing and then gets shut, pushed off, like shoved by Pete. And this looks like it could be nasty. There's always one scary bump in ladder matches or multiple. Uh, and it, this, these are the ones that are scary. Is this one that just fell on top of Kyle? It's like when you fall, but like you, you don't know if your legs caught in something, you just yeah. fall and like something could fall on top of you. It's very scary. Uh, but he's okay. Um, there's then, uh, Pete who's using the ladder as a weapon, trying to break the hand and fingers of Kyle. And of course, Pete Dunn, known for the guy who always says, break your fingers. Well, he continues that even in a ladder match because he takes it, the ladder, and, like, he sets it up to climb, but the base of it, which is, like, on the ground, on the mat, he puts one corner of it, like, of the four pillars, in the palm of, yeah. of Kyle O'Reilly Nasty. to weigh his hand down and push all his weight as he climbs the ladder onto the hand of Kyle O'Reilly. This was a creative spot, considering, was, this, yeah. considering this guy's gimmick is breaking fingers all yep. the time. Like, that's pretty genius. Um, there's then uh, a spot where there's a, a dragon screw from Kyle who finally gets some offense stopping him from climbing. There's then a ladder that's set up in the turnbuckle. Uh, Pete Dunn goes to do like a moonsault off it. He kind of missteps, but then backflips over Kyle, sells his leg, but then ends up buckle bombing Kyle into the ladder in the turnbuckle. This looked great. This looked fantastic. Uh, Kevin Owens was going off about that because you know he loves a good bu- buckle bomb, power bomb, apron bomb, every bomb. Um, they then are now fighting on the apron and there's a ladder that's set up like from the apron to the like guardrail. Okay, yeah. And there's then P. Dunn who suplexes Kyle off of it and the ladder just cracks in half. It was obviously like these gimmicked ones, but they go right through it looking great. 
and they go to commercial, but it's P and P. And during the picture in picture, it's like all these people like checking on Kyle, checking on, on Pete Dunn, but the spot looked great where like they, they both really go good. flying yeah. through this with the suplex off the apron. Uh, when we come back from commercial, um, there's then like a ladder onto more of the hand attacks from, from Pete Dunn. There's then them fighting like in between the ladder. There's elbows and ladders. Uh, there's, there's a, a spot where I think Pete Dunn like goes to Enzigiri Kyle, but he hits the ladder instead. There's a ladder laying down. So Kyle Riley just brain busters Dunn onto it, which is nasty. He then sets him up on top of it, climbs the turnbuckle, goes for his patented Kyle Riley flying diving knee, but Dunn rolls out of the way, which causes Kyle to just do a flying knee drop to the ladder. Yeah. Oh my God. Ah, like Kevin Owens then goes off here and says like, yeah, like that's got to hurt considering like all my history of career, my knees have been an issue. That's every wrestler because wrestling is a lot of it taking bumps and not actually, you know, getting hit with moves, but your knees are taking a lot of the, the blunt force. So ask any wrestler, the knees are what actually hurts. So what does Kyle O'Reilly do? Knees a ladder. I, like there's got to be safe ways to do it, but you're literally <laughs> landing on the ladder here. Like it yeah, looks it like it hurts. Oh, I felt for him here. So did so did Owens. He was like, dude, ouch. Uh, so now Kyle is like selling that his knee is just dead here, but finally gets up, like limps and hops around as Pete Dunn is trying to grab the briefcase here, and he stops him and locks in an ankle lock on Pete Dunn here, and this is where Dunn. Drops down and tries to end Zagurian, but hits the ladder. There's then Pete who grabs the fingers between the ladders again while they're standing and fighting and does the classic finger breaker spot. Break the fingers. Yeah, he's always breaking these fingers. Doesn't do it quite as good as another wrestler. Who? Yeah. Uh, there's Kyle who comes back with the lunatic lariat. And then there's uh, them fighting on the outside. Pete Dunn hits the bitter end, but like onto the guardrail. Goes to climb the ladder, but... Kyle stops him. He finally knocks Pete Dunn down. Kyle climbs the ladder, but a mystery masked man comes out of nowhere because both Undisputed Era and the Pat Pack minus Pat are like both in like little weird. They're on like their own perches, perches with metal like guardrails. Yeah, I thought it was quite cool to like keep them out of the match. Yeah, and away from on. each other. Exactly. Yeah, and this. They they can't, I mean, they could have just climbed through it, but they couldn't stop this in time. The masked man, the hooded man here, dumps Kyle, who goes flying off the ladder to the outside, and he's just taken out. Pete gets up, he climbs up, grabs the briefcase, and the brand, the Pat Pack, the Kings, have the War Games advantage at TakeOver. I really enjoyed this match. I'm pretty ladder matched out from this year especially in like little crowd little to no crowd it's like why are you doing ladder matches but what i really liked about this one is they only really used one ladder apart from the gimmick one for the the suplex so many times you watch ladder matches these days and they're setting up five ladders there's a ladder perfectly set up in the middle of the ring but they decide to get another ladder out and stuff like that they just wrestled with the one ladder and they were using it to the advantage of both their styles. As you said, you had Dunn working the fingers all the time and using the ladder to to work at the fingers of Kyle. You had Kyle, who's a submission specialist, using the ladder to 
do a dragon screw through the ladder into a knee bar through the ladder. Yeah, it's crazy. And I thought they weren't taking that. There were some nasty bumps in it, but they weren't taking crazy, crazy bumps. They weren't taking swantons off the ladder or anything like that. But it was a ladder match that really fitted both guys style and made it actually um, a bit refreshing for me. Uh, both these guys are obviously fantastic wrestlers and I'd love to see them in a higher profile singles match because I think they'd absolutely kill it. But I think this saved what was a pretty lackluster show for me. Yeah, I, I agree. It was interesting seeing two guys that do like a certain style of wrestling, but use it in the ladder match. You don't often see that. It, it is usually like high flying guys doing I think back, and I'm not shitting on them, but I know you think the same thing. It was an NXT UK type ladder match with like a bunch of teams. I think the Grizzled Vets were in it as well. Yeah. And I, I liked that match, but there were so many spots that like you're just, you're literally doing this to it do was the setting moves. setting up to jump through something. Yeah. Whereas like certain other ladder matches are all about the actual like the. I the think climbing. especially for singles matches, you think of the great ladder matches, uh, Sean Jericho worked a very similar style to this. They worked just one ladder match. Jericho, Benoit, similar kind of thing, yeah. where they, they mix in their, their actual wrestling, wrestling spots yeah, yeah. with the ladder. I thought it was a really solid main. I, I, I thought this was a great match. I, and I do think Kyle Riley versus Pete Dunne is a match you would see main event, like a takeover in the it future. Should. Like, yeah, it should. These guys should be headlining shows because the wrestling is there for me. Uh, I think Kyle Riley is a is like one of the breakout stars near the later end of this year, Absolutely. considering his, his little run he has right now. This, this, and I agree, this match saved the show for me. Nothing really happened on the show. The, the match earlier with Ember Moon and Candice to open the show, it was a good match, but it was like, all right, like it was just mostly to get the story over with Tony mm -hmm. at the end with the turn. And then you had Kushida and Thatcher. And it's like, yeah, they teased us with some good stuff, but they probably could have just had an actual match without mm -hmm. interference, if you will. But then you had this. It also had interference. They also said Pat McAfee wasn't there. Was that supposed to be Pat? I think so. I think that was someone in the PC playing Pat McAfee. Because I don't think Pat was there. But kayfabe-wise, that was Pat McAfee. I thought like KO was going to do it and be like, yeah, I'm, Pat's not in the War Games match. I it's am. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, sign of a good match. It's War Games. It's obvious the heel's going to win. The heel always has advantage yeah, in war games, yeah. but I was still biting on certain moments. Yeah, it's uh, which true. Is the way he's got sign of a good match. Yeah, uh, he he definitely. It's it was Pat said he's off, so he had to pay someone to do it. Okay, but it looked like him. Yeah, I think it was meant to be him. It was a different. I think mask, he was. Though. I think he was teasing by like pretending to not be there. Yeah, so he could interfere. Um, but then it didn't and they'll just reveal himself. next week that it is Pat. It was but, me. Yeah, but it wasn't me. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was Ghostface. Unless the Twitch room is saying maybe he paid Kona to do it. We can only hope. Yeah. One day, one day we'll get our Kona The back. real king of NXT. We need our Kona the back. The finest. The finest. Yeah, that would fix NXT. That would. Give him a run. Yeah. Yeah, give him the gold. All uh, the gold. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Uh, so that was NXT from Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Uh, yeah, I kind of quickly went over what I kind of liked. I, I really am intrigued with the... Boa, Zia Lee thing. I think that's pretty interesting considering it's a very strange story, but yes. it's hopefully leading somewhere. It's not going to live up to the hype. There's no way. <laughs> the hype this story has. We what? can hope. We yeah. can hope. Uh, we, I did, I did, uh, briefly brush over something that happened earlier, which was a Finn Balor insert promo 
where he said right. that he laid groundwork for war. He he's the there is war because of me. So as you prepare for war to fight in the war, just know whoever wins, don't put checkers on my chessboard. The cat is back, so stop playing in my kitty litter. The champion works Wednesdays. So what he's saying is when Pat McAfee wins war games, we're getting Pat versus Finn. That's exactly what he's saying. Perfect. So, Love it. So yeah, the, Finn kind of mentions if you win, maybe you get to f- face me. So uh, Kyle O'Reilly better win war games, get the definitive victory, the finish with Kyle because he should get a rematch against Finn Balor, I think. is Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, can see I, that. That's how I see it, but... I, I for sure thought they were going with the Karrion Cross thing, but I guess that's not the direction. I don't know his status, yeah. how long. I, they'll definitely get there. As soon as Cross is ready, they're definitely going to do that match. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see I'd love to see Kyle get another shot at it. Um, you could do a few different things if it's not Kyle. Could I kind of want done. to see after War Games Yui to move up, but Kyle to stay, and Kyle have a serious singles run. Right. I, Interesting. I think that's what I'd like. I don't want them to to go up there. No. No. Because, like, they'll just... Well, they do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. I know. It's, it's the struggle we have. I watched Raw for the first time in forever, kind of, when we went on Twitch last Monday. And I was like, well, man, what is going on on this show? <laughs> There's talking about Matt Riddle's dr- drinking... Sorry, who? Sorry, Riddle's there we go. <laughs> got pizza yogurt. And then we had Keith Lee and whatever he's wearing. Uh, it's just shit. It's just shit. <laughs> it's shit. It's nerds. Nerds. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah this nxt it's going the direction we kind of could place this all together like a long time ago so it's like we we figured pat's pack is for the war games match we got there we're getting there i'm not i didn't hate this episode i think it was a bit of a step up from it's, last week it's treading water for sure but i got a main event i enjoyed and a and a fantastic xylee boa segment so i was yeah more positive this week than last week but there was a lot of just ugh through it as well yeah yeah shall we go to uh, what you guys think as well yeah forum.postwrestling.com every wednesday we'll post up on the post wrestling feed and we will read your comments or questions here on the show would you like to start sure we go to paul from new jersey surprisingly kevin owens came off mediocre on commentary for me the women's war games heel team is stacked better call your dad shotzi not sure if the ko show was great or cringe i'll let my neighbors to the north decide yeah, I don't think we could really decide either. <laughs> this Zia Lee stuff is weird. Gargano telling Ghostface to buckle up got a laugh out of me and somebody in the background. I think that was Kevin Owens. Yeah, laughing. yeah. <laughs> Kevin Owens was laughing a lot during the show. Like, it, the mics were hot and you can tell when he thought something was funny, he'd just be like... <laughs> <laughs> Gargano's amazing. This eeks, this sorry, this week's Kona fact is brought to you by wrestling luminary John Ceno. Did you guys know that Kona Reeves has an ancient ancestor on the Mandalorian? This guy really is a boss. The finest as a reach that extends to space. Um, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think you're, you're grasping at straws now, Paul. Um, but thank you. We always appreciate the Kona facts. Keep them coming. <laughs> we go to Eva from London. Five quick thoughts. Number one, Shotzi's team is likely going to be Ember, Eo, and Ripley. Ripley isn't going anywhere anytime soon, it seems. Number two, is this the first time Finn has called himself the cat? <laughs> he was the cat last week. He said the, he, He's the trying cat to get it over. Back. Yeah, yeah, the cat. 
Remember, Osprey did that. Osprey was a cat. That was. Weird. I went to a Ring of Honor show. Friend Jordan got me like backstage to interview all these wrestlers, and I remember I'm. Um, I just finished interviewing the Bullet Club, and I'm walking, and I see someone setting up their merch table before everyone, and it's Osprey. But I didn't realize this is him, and then he turns around, but he's, he's dressed as a cat. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't get that. <laughs> I didn't stuff. get it at all. I was like, ah, uh, wait, what? And he looked at me, and he's like, like, look, I'm a cat. Maybe, I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Finn's. Ditch the demon, but he's gonna have a whole cat entrance. Cat Finn Balor. I mean, he used to crawl as well, he didn't heard, he? He Kinda heard we were doing like a tiger. <laughs> he heard we're doing the Catwoman cat review, so he got all the Egyptian mouse cat. What is it? Egyptian, Egyptian mouse cat. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Finn Balor is a cat. What do you? Th- what kind of cat would he be? An Irish cat. An Irish cat. He'd be like a black cat because he's like all oh, like a lynx or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the cat panther. I did. I did think it's funny that he mentions kitty litter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kitty litter was used in a wrestling promo. Just saying. Uh, Eva continues. Third thought. First time I've seen any of the Zia Lee Boa stuff, and I gotta say, I got serious season one Lucha Underground vibes in a good way. Yeah, we didn't mention that. Probably um, Borash was probably in on this. This Zia Lee, right? Yeah, Considering. Uh, fourth, Kyle O'Reilly Lariat is top tier. And number five, Candice LeRae is still an atrocious at a heel promo. I actually didn't mute her once this time, just to be sure. Keep up the good work, BDE. We go to mystery. Just a couple of bits of feedback tonight. Sort of expected a Tony Storm heel turn if you followed NXT at all. Eva and I almost never agree, but I agree with her that Candice is an atrocious promo heel-wise. Why Candice is picking a fight with Rhea and Io, I will never know. They are the two baddest women in NXT, and I have a strong feeling Team Shotzi is going to get the win at TakeOver. I assume Rhea, Ember, and Io are going to be be on Team Shotzi. Yeah, I think that's clear. Especially with how much the heels are getting right now in terms of heat. Not really feedback related to NXT, but Davey, Bud, we need to have a talk. Defending the Catwoman movie is just (laughs) awful, really. Very excited for up next, next week. Uh, to be featuring Brady and Sino or WH Park. I'm very ashamed of you, David. Definitely not WH Park. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, WH. I love you. <laughs> well, uh, you'll have to listen to the Catwoman review to see exactly what I mean. I already said he's a good booker. He knows what he's doing. If maybe he did it so you tune into the show. Maybe, maybe. Maybe he actually I'm did. working, bro. <laughs> Worked your way into a shoot. Yeah. Uh, we go to our last bit of feedback from Crooked Letter 9. NXT made good on all the stuff that was promised pre-COVID. The Grizzled Young Vets is giving its tag team scene a big shot in the arm by returning. Tony Storm's shocking heel turn caught me off at left field as Candice's team for War Games is loaded. Rhea Ripley addressing her future has quelled my fears of the main roster ruining her for another day. Kyle and Pete tore it up with their ladder match. Some of the spots looked nasty and there was good use of the ladder with their submission spots. Pat McAfee coming through with the assist was expected as it gives the newly babyface UE something to overcome. Who the hell is Boa and Zia Lee's new boss? Kevin Owens was solid on commentary. I was expecting more of his sense of humor. A very heel-friendly episode. Yeah. All right. I guess people are on the same page of the KO stuff. Yeah. I guess you could say. But that was NXT. That's what we thought. That's what you thought. Now we can... Can... Stop. Don't have to think anymore. Yeah, for, we, we're good. For a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> Until we put on AEW yeah. in literally like 30 minutes or yeah. something. Uh, maybe Penta will be on. That's been my favorite lately. The Penta Lucha Bros stuff with the Death Triangle. Uh, that was NXT. 
We'll be back. We do up next where we talk about AEW every Thursday, like we mentioned. Patreon.com slash up next. Go support us. $5 a month. North American tier. For all the shows we've been mentioning, all the stuff we're recording. Catwoman out this week. Best match ever. Samoa Joe. Ring of Honor run with Benno this week. All the stuff. At Up Next Podcast, Twitter, and Instagram, you already know. Am I missing anything else? I think that's everything. Thank you for listening. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, and I'm on Instagram, at the D. And I am at Davey Portman. And just a massive thank you to everyone that subscribed today to the Twitch stream. We got a oh, few subscribers, wow. which is very cool stuff. So thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, everyone in the YouTube room. Thank you, everyone, in the Twitch Every room. Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Every you- Wednesday. YouTube.com slash up next and twitch.tv slash up next podcast. Yes. Go follow. Go support. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And get out of here, you bonehead. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.